The following episode might contain sensitive content that you might not be comfortable listening to. This will include topics such as self-harm, suicide, and alcoholism. If any of these things or anything related might disturb you, please proceed with caution or click off the video now. The people that you see on a day-to-day basis, the people that you are used to seeing every day, wherever that you work or where you might frequent, doesn't necessarily mean that you're your friends. Hi, my name is Who Killed Hazy. I'm usually commonly referred to as Hazy. And welcome back to another episode of the Only Rainy Days podcast. Um, The intro didn't talk about it too well. Um, Today, I want to talk about friends. And I want to just define it. And I want to go a little bit um, deeper in depth about the people that I deal with and have dealt with past, present, and maybe even potentially future. And this is a topic that I guess I've always have struggled with, but I want to just try to figure out a way to take it step by step and just try to understand everything about it and try to provide some insight on how to um, perceive the people that might be around you. I'm going to try my best to keep it in um, chronological order to try to keep everything nice and understandable things as such so let's start with the past let's send us back um a while while back and i don't even think about the past too much at this point i think i actually try my best not to think about my past but when i was younger and i think the statement still stands even to this day but I think it held some different, maybe even heavier weight when I was younger because I had to, only looking back, where I, was I really fully able to understand everything that was going on. But even then, when I was younger, um, from basically the moment that I entered uh, the schooling system and anything past that, um, I feel like I was relatively young from the start if my mind serves me right i was maybe four four or five when i entered um pre-kindergarten pre-k um and for basically the entire entirety of my schooling life to just keep it blunt to keep it honest i didn't have too many friends um i had enough friends i think that's the best way to put it um, and I skipped a grade. I skipped second grade. And after I skipped grades, that's when things started to take a change for me. But from pre-K to first grade, I don't really recall talking to a lot of people. I didn't really talk to anybody. I prefer to somewhat stay in my own bubble but I think at the time I stayed in my own bubble, not from a personal preference stand, but I stayed in my own bubble because I was legitimately afraid of people when I was very, very young. And that anxiety, social anxiety, stuck with me for quite a while 
to be honest, but the only memories I can have from those first years of schooling was either just reading in class, uh, nap time, because nap time is something that I think is amazing, but I don't think I've experienced at all since kindergarten or first grade. And there was this one kid who I will just call G, even though I would never mention him from now on, who was, I think he was like, uh, I don't want to say way older because that sounds rude, but I believe he was about two years, two to three years older than me, which meant that he was at least one, two years above everyone else in terms of age. And he would just kind of uh, be a menace to anybody that you can choose I guess my first encounter with a bully something like that I don't really recall being too phased by him outside just remembering that he was just not a nice person he kind of just did whatever he felt like doing and nobody could really tell him anything and that was about it but it wasn't it wasn't terrible it's just like you're a nuisance but let's continue with life didn't matter too much. Um, after I skipped grades, I remember, I w- so I skipped second grade, so I went from first grade to third grade. Um, in the first couple days, I met one person on like my first day of being there, or at least the I think he was the first person, the only person that really talked to me um, when I first skipped a grade. And to this day, um, memory serves me right, it has been almost 12, 13 years since I um, skipped into the grade. He is still, to this day, my best friend. And I remember he just came to me and just talked to me. At the time, he was a social butterfly and he just asked for my name and just introduced me to all the people that he considered his friends at the time so with that and just like eventually rumors spread around the class that i skipped into their own into their grade uh people were like oh you must be like super smart because quite honestly i mean thinking about thinking back looking back at it now who just skips into a grade within the first couple of years of schooling? Like, I think that's, that is kind of an anomaly. So I met some new people, met some cool people, um, because of the notoriety around me, because I was just this new person. Cause we're all in the same school, regardless of that age. Cause the school went from, I think, uh, pre-kindergarten or kindergarten to, um, fifth grade so basically everyone already knew each other to an extent at least in their own classes and then there was just this new guy someone that they've seen around but never i wasn't in their class so it's not like they knew me so i made a couple people and because i knew them for so long because my elementary school was a pipeline into my middle school my middle school was basically a pipeline into high school I don't think I'd be too hesitant to call them friends because I saw them a lot for a 
very extended period amount of time and I talk to them a lot, at least um, in the areas that we were present. Like, I never really talked to most of the people outside of school and didn't really do anything with them. But at the same time, that's kind of, I guess, a, I don't want to say the word consequence, but it was partial reason, partial reasoning for the fact that I didn't really talk to anybody outside of school was that my parents, um, I guess, enforced or had like a strong social media rule around me growing up which I believe is for the better, but I'm not going to get into that. But I didn't have like Snapchat or Instagram or anything like that up until I was legal age to use those platforms. And even when I had, even when I finally got them, I still didn't really um, add anybody on it like that because I've the time kind of passed it was just like if you didn't have my phone number for whatever reason during that time then we just didn't talk and the only person that really had my phone number was my best friend who got my number uh, at some point but my best friend the guy who was the first person to talk to me when I skipped into his grade otherwise I had a group of people who I would now Reevaluating my relationship with all of them. I don't think I can properly call all of them friends. And that's the first, that's the first main point that I really want to touch because I believe there's a difference between there are, um, associates, peers, and friends and I'm going to try to touch all of those points but as a simple breakdown associates are the people who you just know in your space you're not necessarily friendly or unfriendly with them you might be friendly just for the sake of friendliness but there's no drive for it peers are people who are friendly to you given the circumstance or given your environment but that's about it. There's the moment you leave the space that you're in, they're not really talking to you or anything like that. And friends are the people who go out of their way to see you in a sense, see you, check up on you, anything of the sort. So when I think of the idea of friends, especially nowadays, because I spend a lot of time, um, thinking about friends and the concept of friends and just evaluating the people around me and the people who have been around me. There is a significant difference between a peer and a friend. And I think that notion is something that has been somewhat clouded up um, in modern society. Because if I look back on um, my early schooling, necessarily, I think that's the best way to put it. So from elementary school to middle school um, especially I had a lot of peers even if we wanted to put a modifier on it to try to make it more understandable or closer to what it might have been or what it is I had a lot of friendly peers I had a lot of people who you know if they saw me they'd say 
hi, hello, how are you doing? We would have nice conversations and everything like that. But also, in a sense, if the physical realization that I'm standing in front of them isn't there, I don't believe that I crossed any of their minds. And I'm not, bo- I'm not bothered by it at all, but there's a different feeling, there's different understanding from realizing that peers are people who are willing to recognize you and be very friendly and everything when you're standing in front of them, when they see you, as opposed to friends who will actively seek you out regardless of the situation. And my best friend who, uh, I can say his name because um, at the time of recording, it's January 10th, I'm supposed to have an episode with him recorded. I don't. We're going to get it out, but I can say his name for it. Um, If he gets mad, it is what it is. But my friend that I met in third grade, his name was Kenneth, or it is Kenneth. Um, And he is somebody that I think, at least mentally, I do my best to try to express my gratitude to him when I actually see him. But he is someone that has really taught me the true definition of a friend. Because from the start, he basically took me in as someone as his own. So we've been in constant communication since like the third or fourth grade. If he had a birthday party, he would be the one that would message me or find me in school or something and ask me, hey, what are you doing on this day? Um, If you're free, tell your parents to talk to my parents. I want you to be at my birthday party. Or he is the first person and basically one of only two people that I know that I've been to their house. And I'm good friends with his sisters. and And I'm very cordial. I'm on very good standings with his entire family. But he invited me in he seeks me out he makes me feel wanted he tries his best to be there for whatever type of endeavor i want to pursue whatever it is and if i message him i know he'll message me back he is an extraordinary friend and i think even in the things that i'll say later i believe he still is an extraordinary friend He's amazing, but he's taught me, and he's only gotten better at this, but he's taught me over time what a true friend is, because even though I was very friendly with a lot of people, or a decent amount of people, um, friends, or at least peers with people he was friends, or at least peers with growing up, they didn't do the same. They didn't do the same at all. The moment that we got on our school buses or just didn't see each other, we just didn't think about it. I didn't even have a way to contact them. Um, I guess neither party even bothered. Or even if I had one of their numbers or like their Snapchats eventually, we didn't do anything. We didn't even really talk out of all the friends I can think of that I made up until high school. I probably only 
talk to three to five of them um, outside of being at school. And that number includes my best friend, Kenneth. And even then, if I talk to any of them, they might just be asking for a favor or it's just like small talk every couple months or something like that. Whenever we see something that either of us posted or talked about, then, you know, somebody will reach out. But as time has shown, relationships like that will just fade away and it fades away pretty easily because um so in terms of my schooling system our my elementary school was a direct pipeline into my middle school like i don't believe really anyone in my grade from elementary didn't elementary school didn't go to my middle school unless they just left the area in between that school year so if you didn't just move out of like the city and move out the state we all knew each other again in middle school then there was like some people who just moved in or i guess i think there was one other elementary school that kind of got lumped in but they were a pretty small middle elementary school so basically i had the same friends for the next three years so for last for five years i knew basically everybody in my class and then uh, my brother, my older brother, uh, is four years ahead of me in terms of grading because he's four years older than me. So even when I went to my middle school, there were some people who just recognized me and saw my name and just knew me. Everyone is an accomplice or uh, associate or peer. We just happen to know each other and our interactions and things as such were just based on how do we know each other why do we know each other and do we care to be nice to each other no problem with it you know what no no grudges nothing like that because i played into the exact system as well i didn't have an interest in trying to build a stronger connection because honestly my best friend uh he was fulfilling that need for me i didn't need i didn't have a feeling a need to be like, I want more, I want more. I was already pretty anxious. I have memories, or at least a one memory in mind where when I was way younger, way younger, um, it's, like, it's like typical um, anxiety talk. Um, something was forgotten in my order from like McDonald's. Like I went to McDonald's for my family and I think like they forgot the barbecue sauce for my chicken nuggets or whatever. And my dad was just like, oh, just go ask them for the barbecue sauce that they forgot or whatever. And like, I panicked and I asked my, <laughs> asked my brother, asked my parents, like, can you just ask for me? Cause I don't want to ask. And they were just like, no, if you don't ask them then you're not getting it. And I just remember breaking down and crying because that's how deep rooted my anxiety was growing up for whatever reason. And not to say that I think I really cared about how anyone felt about me growing up, but growing up now and looking back on it, I think I was, I've always been afraid to just ask people for anything, not afraid of how they feel about it, but I just didn't want to feel like a bother 
in any sense. So asking for things just didn't go well. And that just kind of translated to my friends. I didn't want to even ask them for their numbers or Snapchats. I didn't want to stay in touch because I just felt like I'm not even sure what I'm going to do with it or anything as such. But to conclude that thought, that's basically how uh, my past friendships went. And But I think it went fine. I think I came out um, relatively well given my circumstance because if there's anything that I understood growing up, um, and I still do it to this day, was that I was able to realize the traits and qualities that I admired in other people and I started to learn how to adapt it and how to transform it into something that I could be whatever it took. So my best friend, Kenneth, and then um, another friend that I still keep in contact with, actually, um, met him in third grade as well. We talk every now and then. Sometimes we lose contact, sometimes we don't, but I still consider him a pretty good friend of mine. Um, he was also... Um, and to this day, he's a better socialite, and I think before then, he was still was a better socialite than my best friend. Um, I would just, like, I would pay deep attention to the people around me, and I would try to understand necessarily what made them so good at connecting with people and making people want to stay around them, because... That's something that I've always been anxious about when it came to trying to make friends. It's just like, I'm going to run out of things to talk about. I'm going to start sweating. I'm just not going to feel good um, trying to talk to them. Like, there was some mental roadblocks. So I would just take notes on them. Um, not physically, actually, but I mean, if it helps, it helps. So write down notes if that's something that you deal with, something that you feel but I would just make mental notes of what do they do that I don't so I can try to conquer this anxiety because it's almost life ruining. So I would see their body language and just general perceptions of the people around them. How would people perceive them without talking to them? How would people perceive them after they start talking what they say when they're talking how do they keep conversations flowing i started to take bits and pieces of their personality and apply it to myself and um i don't want to say surprisingly because looking back it's still something i do so clearly in my mind it works but it helped me a lot and this is going to start moving us a little bit closer to the present so in this timeline, um, we're going to start moving into high school. High school was a very interesting time for me. And I would quite, I would say without a shadow of doubt, high school is where I met the most social development. That's, that was, I guess, my quote unquote peak years. But even then, I think right after I graduated is when I fully understood how to do everything. Um, so my middle school was a majority pipeline into my high school because once once i got into high school that's when there was i believe four or five high schools in my area which meant that people started to get split up because they would just go to whatever high school was closer because that's just how it goes so 
when I went to high school, I lived in one of the common areas. So I've about 60, 70% of my class in my high school was still comprised of people that I met during middle school and even some of them through middle school, uh, elementary school. The other 20, 30, 40% of the people came from other schools, um, moved in during the school year or at the beginning, something like that. There were some randoms and some people throughout the high school didn't know me. Some people did because my brother still attended that high school for about two, two and a half years, give or take. I can't remember the number off the top of my head. And my freshman year, I kind of just coasted. A lot of people still knew who I was. They saw my results. But between anxiety and depression, I didn't, I completely lost interest in trying to talk to people. So I didn't talk to anybody really freshman year. Made a couple of friends here and there, or knew a couple peers because everyone that I knew strictly from high school. I don't talk to them anymore. I don't talk to them at all. I didn't talk to them the moment I left the school because in 10th grade, I transferred out to school and I stayed at that second school from 10th grade till high school graduation. And that's when I saw the most amount of social growth because I met more people my sophomore year through some of the traits that I inherited from my friends from elementary and middle school those traits allowed me to make about three or four friends, key friends during high school, during my second high school, that allowed me to turn into a social butterfly. Because one of the dudes who I want to have on the podcast at some point, or at least do something with him, he was a, he was, he is, and all the people around him are all social butterflies in a sense when and because i was his friend and i got into his friend group they transformed me they changed the way that i talked the way that i walked the things that i did i'm a whole different person because of all of them and i'm forever grateful because i think i'm a better person for it even even just ignoring the lack of um or not the it was not the complete lack, but the downplaying and becoming better at managing my anxiety and just having what I could finally call a personality that would attract people. I'm very grateful for the opportunity because I stole a lot of a lot out of their books, to be honest. I'm a pretty strong combination of about three to five people that I've met throughout my time. But I think it worked. I think it worked. So I made a good amount of friends. And that type of thing is something that I'm very grateful for. But I look back at my time in high school. And because I'm a college dropout, and I dropped out my second my second semester of my first year in college, I didn't have the time to make too many friends or peers or anything like that. I have some socials of people from college, but I didn't really keep in contact with them because I went online as well. So it's just more of a, we kind of know each other, but at this point, I think enough time has passed where I'm not even remotely close to a thought in their mind because I was barely a thought to begin with. 
So high school is about where all of my thoughts, especially because I started to get older, I started to get um, a lot more depressed, to be honest. I tried my best to evaluate the people and the ideals and the situation that I was in. And that's when I started to get a very clear understanding of, uh, or at least a better understanding of what a peer versus a friend was. That's where the puzzle pieces started to fit within each other. And a reason why this became even stronger was because even some people that I would just consider peers right now, some of my friends had these quote unquote peers as their friends. And I've always have deep conversations with them. I've always been someone that enjoyed deep conversations with one another. So I would dive into their brains whenever I can. I get an understanding of who they are, who are the people around them, how they attract them, why are they attracted to them, et cetera, et cetera. And I could see that a lot of friends and a lot of peers in these type of scenarios, they're not really friends at all. And it's further solidified by looking at it over time and just talking to some of these people. Some of these very strong relationships that people have or people feel like they have with others at times is purely based in the fact that they are just spending an abnormal amount of time together. Um, one peer comes to mind that he was a... I think he still is, actually, is a good friend of my roommate during my second high school, because my second high school was a residential school. I, I studied him a lot, honestly. I don't want to say study. I don't want to make him seem like he's some type of creature or whatever, but he was a interesting person to me. He comes off as someone who is... um actually i don't want to say i don't want to be rude to him because it's there's no disrespect in it but from a tr for me trying to understand who he is as a person he comes off honestly as a somewhat insecure and shy person but he puts out a very outgoing and strong personality to the point where he was a or might even still be Yes, actually, a social butterfly. He knew and he knows a lot of people during our time in high school and even just seeing him um, while he attends college. He just happens to know a lot of people. He knows a lot of people. He talks to a lot of people. He has connections and things as such. But from a strictly high school point of view because that's where I can see it really fall off for him was that one from the get-go the moment I finally started to get into his brain even he was aware of that a lot of people are talking to him because of the persona that he put in front of him during our time and the fact that he everyone was just around at the time the moment we graduated his quote-unquote friend, uh, friend circle uh, deteriorated and got very small very quickly but I watched the decline of it anyway 
he went from someone that would walk in little 20 groups, groups of 20 people, into someone that just started walking with like a handful of people. And at first, I thought it was just some form of controversy, but then I realized that at some point, that public appeal or whatever faded away from or he stepped away from it. There was no longer just peers around him. The people that I would see constantly surrounding him were his actual friends, the people who would come find him when they wanted to do something or the people that he would try to go find when he wanted to do something. Those are the only people that you would ever see him surrounded by. Those are friends. And I say all this, but it's okay if friends um, fade away at a moment. I don't think fading away from people is a bad thing. I think it's part of life. It's um, Not everybody is for everyone all the time. It is what it is. Uh, c'est la vie basically but he didn't let it take a toll on him either um in fact i think honestly he found a, some peace of mind because he didn't have to worry about what everyone might have wanted from him because he was no longer in the limelight it was a good thing to him but at the same time i think he felt a little bit offset by the amount of people who um from a third person perspective might have stopped liking him and he might have felt that feeling some because he wasn't surrounded by everyone altogether but it showed who his actual friends was and this goes into the beautiful thing that i would like to talk about which is the definition of friends because i believe there are a couple traits a couple things in friends that if you see none of them they're not really your friend because your friends will either attempt to try to contact you whether it be constantly regard situation or people who are aware of the things that you are interested in or you might be interested in and invites you for it and the other form of friends are just no it's that they just want you around basically all the time it doesn't matter what it really is or the truest friends the best friends you can have are the people who are around with your best interest in mind because that is a trait that is very rare but that's the thing that i want to talk about earlier um that is a rarity and I don't understand how. I believe that the idea of the people that you keep around are people who want your, who have your best interests in heart. That's not the case, unfortunately. Some people want you around because they think you're fun or you're interesting and they want to keep up with you. But they might not even have your best interests in heart. Or they rather conform to the lack of change in their lives instead of trying to um, I guess adapt around you and not all adaptation around an individual is good or okay but in a um, relative sense so don't take my word as fact here 
if you were to mention that something bothers you to someone that you consider a friend and they don't do their best to try and change their ways or change the way that they look at it or the people that they act around the people that they are around to conform to how you feel they might not be your friend and it's a very convoluted situation itself so it might take a lot of digging but at times you might realize some people just aren't listening to some of the things that might make you uncomfortable or anything as such and at that point they're not your friend because they are willing to sit around things that make you feel bad as opposed to trying to make you feel good whatever it is if you identify with a certain group and certain words are being used or spread around or simply um, taken as okay or good by members of what you might consider your friend group and you tell them like I don't really like this and they keep they don't change their actions they might not be your friend in fact I'd argue they're not your friend honestly that is just someone that you know that's a that might be a peer a very great peer they might try to help you but at the same time they don't change your ways um, for you in some sense at least in the most extreme cases or anything like that then they're not somebody that you really should want in your circle they don't really serve you too much good or anything like that which leads me into i guess the more personal feelings which will be both a mixture of the present which i've talked about a bit and into the future and some of the statements that i might make um i'm gonna i don't think i need to talk on names i probably won't talk about names i hope i don't speak on names and i still believe that there are some room that changes for a change but at the same time i have becoming i have been becoming increasingly um distant from some of the people in what i would consider my own circle some people who i would still consider friends yeah some people that i at the very least i spend an abnormal relative amount of time with i'm starting to become i guess distrustful in a sense and distrustful in the sense i don't think they're trying to sabotage me or try to ruin what i got or what i'm trying to get or anything like that but my interests don't seem like it's in their own interest even though i try my best to accommodate what they might want and that feeling is what ends up driving me away from no simply put it becomes bothersome in a sense to be in their present because i know at any moment they might do or say or bring someone that wholeheartedly makes me uncomfortable but because that specific person brings them joy i'm 
either expected or is looked down upon if I speak my own voice. And that doesn't make them friends necessarily. So I have um I have a couple examples. So for example would just be some people some people in my friend group end up using words, making jokes, etc etc that are I guess outside of my comfort zone I can deal with it I can bear with it yeah of course do I expect everyone to not really but sometimes I'll tell them like I don't really like that I don't like that joke it's not my thing or even you brought someone around I don't really like that person to make me feel weird and it doesn't work they don't respect it they don't listen to it it makes me a little bit angry because if we're friends, especially for this long, because I think duration plays a strong part into it as well, it's like a, why won't you listen to me? And not a, not, why won't you listen to me in a controlling form necessarily, but it's just like, I've done my best to be transparent with you and tell you that I don't really like this type of thing, but you either under downplay how I actually feel or you don't care and that's detrimental to my own uh, progress and things and such because now I have to I feel like I have to make a decision do I have to just deal with this or do I need to cut you off and in a similar sense some people just feel like they are some friends or people that I consider friends but it's becoming increasingly um, confusing I feel like they are becoming adversaries in a sense some people around me feel like they are not necessarily out for what I have or what I'm trying to gain but they're using me essentially for their own gain whatever that might look like or they just simply disrespect me but I think that's goes back to the first category because you're gonna disrespect me or just not even care not even try to care for the effort that i put in then why should i give you the effort you're not a friend you're not anything at that point that i should be trying to cherish because i'm i'm pouring my heart out here I'm trying my best to make you feel good and accommodate and i received nothing in return you're not a friend. You shouldn't even be a peer. You shouldn't even be an associate or anything. You should just be out of my way. Because I just don't feel good at times in your presence. But some people also try to take advantage. They'll see things that are going on and they're, they will suddenly gain interest in it. Or they will suddenly just try to do any and everything to squeeze into my space and they'll squeeze into my space and they'll take 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 until there's nothing left to take while at the same time denying me any form of companionship or majority of companionship or anything that makes me feel like what's going on is worth it because if some of the things that were going on happened while i was still in communicate good communication like i felt like i have been or was been at some point then i don't think i'd mind as much at times but at other times it just feels like 
some of the people that I consider friends took my friendliness and everything like that for granted. They just decided that what I have is just for the taking. And if it was for the taking, I'd tell them that it was for the taking, but it's not. I didn't say that I want you to do X, Y, and Z, bring X, Y, and Z around me, do any of this. I thought some of the things that you were doing was out of just pure interest or anything like that, but that's not the case. Um, not not gonna say any names, but I can sure can give some examples. Um, for example, I've been streaming um, for the last two, three, four months in this time and for some people I mean I try my best to be supportive so if someone mentions it to me I'm gonna tell them to do it anyway because time is of the essence and there's no reason to not do some of the things if not everything that you feel like you might want to do but in this um, rather short amount of time that I've been streaming I've seen a influx of people around me gain interest in streaming whether it be from the start or they are just resuming what they already had and that doesn't bother me at all in fact i think it's wonderful that you know they're just doing their best in whatever field they can but at the same time i've seen some people um use that to their advantage without trying to do anything for me as well it sounds selfish but i'm gonna try my best to make it understandable by any means so some people have stolen or taken ideas not so if you like the idea i mean go for it some people have literally um started to plug their own endeavors within my endeavors which i never really have been a fan of uh, even throughout them doing their own thing i've never tried to do that myself unless they choose to shout me out things like that and sometimes people just you know as i've as i said before are just doing things that make me feel unwanted or uncomfortable and they just don't think anything of it they don't think anything of it then i just i don't know because i've always have tried my best to do things if it involves someone else in their own endeavors and if i feel like i ever crossed the line then i would do my best to try to apologize for it and i feel like i've done well on that at any point i feel like i've crossed any boundary of comfortability or stability or anything like that i'll try my best to reach out to them and be like hey i just wanted to be known that i apologize for my actions because I understand that what I've done in any form whatever it might be might make you feel a type of way or has been an active detriment to how you feel and I apologize for it and I have examples such as um, I recall getting too inebriated one night and I said some things I said some jokes I met them almost jokes doesn't excuse my behavior so i'm not going to act like it does but i recall saying some things and waking up the next morning and being like huh 
even though they took it positively, I feel like I might have strained our relationship from it because I'm just being weird and you're being weird with me in return but i still feel weird about some things i said because i know some things i said necessarily i wouldn't have said if i was in the right state of mind like i took i might have taken this joke too far so i'll send him a dm like hey i just want to apologize for some of the things that i said i'm i don't know how you might feel i don't want to assume but at the same time please if you feel this type of way please let me know so i can try to correct my actions and not make you feel this way ever again it was never my intention and i hope that you can forgive me and i've have to i've had to have do done that um not too much luckily but i've done it at least more than once and anything of the such i think that's a very um broad statement to make i've tried my best to just understand that something that i'm doing might cause someone some type of feeling and i don't want that but at the same time i feel like that feel that type of respect for each other hasn't been reciprocated by um quite honestly because i'm starting to get pissed off with it to be honest it hasn't been reciprocated by a majority of the people that i communicate with on a daily basis weekly basis monthly basis um etc it's not reciprocated it's as if my feelings are on the back burner and when i if my feelings are on the back burner if your feelings are on the back burner by anyone else they're not friends simply put they're peers good peers friendly peers whatever but if it comes to someone that you might want to call a friend you should believe that your friends are people who are there for you not just because you offer something if they if you if they're just there because you offer something or anything like that they're not friends they just want something they're just waiting for their time to get it so i've been um vetting my friend group and just trying to fully understand who might be there and who isn't there who supports me who doesn't support me who's willing to take the mile to apologize for any action that might have occurred as opposed to me having to call them out and then they apologize for whatever reason it makes me angry at times but these type of feelings and everything only have come with time because i spent so much time reflecting and reminiscing and just even thinking at the very least about some of the things that I have had to deal with during my time with becoming less anxious and just meeting more people and the variance of people and everything like that it makes me a bit sad at times but I'll understand because some people just don't understand what they do some people understand they don't care regardless of whichever um choice that they've made better to just accept it and learn how to move on as opposed to trying to change the ways because quite honestly a lot of people don't change the ways and that's about it a lot of people don't change their ways so you have to understand who do you keep at your side who are the people 
that you can really consider your friends.